Welcome to Fresh to Death Comics, the podcast. I am your host, B. Luke. I have Amy joining us. Hello, Amy. Thank you for joining us again. Hi. I'm surprised you're still standing. I'm not. <laughs> Spoiler alert, guys. I'm sitting. Sorry to ruin the illusion for you. No, I just... I, I meant... What I meant was that you are conscious because we pushed out all of the rundown episodes in a day. Yeah, in like Plus, a jam-packed 48 hours at least. Plus so. we wrote a parody song. Ooh, yeah. Like that that too. I mean that was like 90% you was the parody song. I maybe I maybe did like 10% of it. I gave you the bangs and I I came up with the gossip or the toxic comic train. Yeah, like you made up the majority of it and then all I did was add <laughs> Spider-Man facts that enraged me as a fan <laughs> that don't really matter. Like pe- like like one of the the if you guys listen to it I, I talk about how everyone was burning the book, Spider-Man books, and they they were when Dan Slott killed off Peter Parker and replaced him with Otto Octavius's brain. There was people on YouTube burning his book, and we were like, "Fuck you, Dan Slott! I'm never reading Spider-Man again. You have ruined comics for me. You are a demented piece of shit." And I, I, I well, that's aggressive. <laughs> it, it was like he had death threats. He had all this. And the story he told, I didn't like Superior Spider-Man. Like it, it. You mentioned that in the song. I know. So, but everybody around me loved it. Like everybody was like, "This is the greatest thing I've ever read." Like this is new and adventurous. And reading Spider-Man stories, yes, it is. Looking back, and now that I know, like, oh, he, Peter is back, and he's not really going to be Peter forever. Maybe I should have known that at the time. Yeah. But. I should just enjoy the ride because that's where Ryan Stegman comes from. Mm-hmm. So really, superior. If without superior Spider-Man, there's no Ryan lo- Stegman. Yeah, my love for Ryan Stegman may not be here today. And if you don't love Ryan Stegman, then who are you? I don't know who I am if I don't know love Ryan Stegman. <laughs> that is the truth. So I, that was just one personal thing. So I just threw everything in that song, and I just thought I had I had a lot of fun doing it. You, you yes, you you definitely had fun uh, making it to a point. <laughs> there was definitely a point in time where you were just fucking over it. <laughs> I was. I, I, to me, parody like Weird Al taught me how to do parody. Absolutely, and that is where I parody from. That's where like if I'm gonna do a parody. I'm not just gonna do like some Logan Paul shit. That's I, I wanted to make something fun. So I watched that Colleen Ballinger video so many times. When you went to work, I listened to it literally nonstop until like you came back. Because I was just trying to understand the gist of it. And it really is just her playing one chord and just talking and making that a song. If we did it here, I literally could, could do this. And this is all she did. She played one note. And just had a little melody that she was just doing. And this is all it was. So I'm doing the Colleen Ballinger right now. And that is insane to me. That's all it was. So that's why I made it as long as it was. Mm -hmm. Out of the parodiness of, like, it's a long song. It's too long. Like, no one should have. Yeah. I I, I could have cut the song in half. And that's what I did for for the rundown itself. I I took, like, the best parts. And I was like, here we go. This is it. 
but the full version of it, that's why I have the whole thing there because I was like, I'll give you five, I'll give you half the time and basically what the whole video is without spending so much time because it's, she's, it's a terrible video. Oh, well, a terrible video by a terrible person. I know, but like, so it's apology videos. Shane was at least sorry about it and was like, hey guys, I, I messed up and you know, I'm going to try to learn. She took no but accountability. She, didn't, she was, was like, like, I did nothing wrong. I didn't groom children. What are you talking about? And the latest, I don't know if you heard the latest news about this, is that she is copywriting people's videos who are using her clips in the song. So that's why I also changed the co- the notes a little bit. That way, if she came at me, we could be like, no, here's my version. It's a parody. I had notes different in different places than you did because yes. I feel like you did a bad job in that <laughs> note progression. I don't feel like it worked. Yeah. So, and one thing I've learned doing this show for as long as I have, this RSS feed is like the most important thing my channel oh, can yeah. have. Absolutely. It so, is. with it, that's how I have power and control and if someone wants to take this podcast and put it on some, on, on you know, if, you, if someone listening wants to put on their own podcast channel and take it, I have the rights. I have all this stuff that protects me. You don't accidentally upload, it up upload the song iTunes. Uh, iTunes and then take money monetization. Because so for uh, COVID for your birthday when COVID happens, yes, I did a whole play for you yes. um, uh, of Hamilton with my stuffed animal friends. It was kind of like a puppet show. It was delightful. Um, it got flagged by YouTube. And I've been trying to unflag it, try to figure out like some loophole around it. And I ended up in the copyright dispute claims tab mm -hmm. to like claim a video is mine. Mm -hmm. And in it, there is a whole lengthy process. You don't accidentally fill out this thing because it's long. It's not automated. You got to go find the files, put the right thing in there. It's a long process, and someone had to do it on her team. Yeah, exactly. The whole, f the fact that she was copyright claiming people like H3, like, you know, a bunch of other podcasters and, and YouTube shows that are out there was bullshit. It you, was. It was complete bullshit. We all thought it was weird that she did a song, and I'm really- I, I get it now. I get it now. I'm not surprised that this is what she was going for. I mean, she did groom children and was very sexually aggressive towards them, I would say. So, yeah, she's a piece of shit. But there's so many YouTube videos- that are exactly like Colleen Ballinger's, and no one's been attacking him. Like, there's this Jeffrey pup puppet. Brian's uh, son has showed me that. Bryson. Okay. Has showed me that, and a couple of other, like, some of his friends are like, yeah, I love this guy. And I'm like, let me take a look. And I'm like, it's all coitus jokes and, like, sexualizing women is all it is. Yeah. And no one attacks those because it's funny and humorous, and, you know, it's, it's parody. The kids understand that, and I'm like, I, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. So... I don't know. It's been a long week. Just this whole Colleen Ballinger situation is just befuddling because we literally were all like, every time she did a thing, we were like, mm, that's sus. Did you watch Haters Back Off? No, actually, I've never seen a Miranda video in full because Not even I- Jerry Seinfeld one? No, I couldn't stand it because I don't enjoy bad singing. So it's cringy. I can't, I hate it. The only reason I watched it is because I really liked the grinder. 
It was this TV show with Fred Savage and, uh, oh, what's his name? Rob Lowe. Oh, they were yeah. Together, and there was this lawyer, and he was just goofy and like, hey, guys, I don't mean to mess up, but I totally put the shredder on and got rid of all our papers. I don't know what we're going to win this defense. So, like, I only liked it when he was in it, but even watching it, it was just felt like I was, it was really, really creepy. Mm-hmm. So, I've never been a big fan of her. I've just known that she's exists, and I was like, somebody likes her. I, I guess. And living in a Christian world, I was like, this is what non-Christians like, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely not. I have I have no horse in this race. I just think she's a shitty person. Anyways. So anyway, let's get let's talk about comics. Let's yeah. talk about we have a lot to talk about. We got Secret Invasion to talk about. Uh we have The Fallen Friend, Death of Miss Marvel. Oh yeah, what inspired Terrors. the whole song. So we should just jump into it. Since we're talking about Callie and Ballinger, we did this whole thing mm-hmm. for the Fallen Friend, the Death of Miss Marvel yes. comic. Uh kind of like our tribute to her shitty death. We've talked about it on <laughs> yeah. her uh we talked about it on the podcast before how much we disliked it. Correct. So this was Zeb Wells had nothing to do with this book. You had G. Willow Wilson re- writing half of it, and then Mark Wade took over the other half. And Amy, you you read it. What was your thoughts of this of this funeral episode? I feel like they made this entire issue about everyone else except Kamala fucking Khan. <laughs> I, I I have some thoughts on it. I I liked the first part with G. Willow Wilson writing it. It felt I've never been to a Muslim uh, a mosque. I've never entered one. I've been afraid to because I'm afraid of, like, bursting in the flames. I guess the way you feel about entering a church is kind of how I feel about entering a mosque. So even though, like, my best friend in high school, he was Muslim, like, we never went to each other's churches. We were just like, oh, he does that. So I don't know what happens. So reading this and knowing that she is a Muslim and I felt very faithful to, like, oh, this is how it's done. And it felt really sweet and i actually kind of cried to be honest with you yeah the first part like on g willow wilson's part was more emotional and then mark way takes over and it's almost like there's certain topics on the show i would love to talk about but i'm a white guy and i don't have a place that's what it felt like mark wade was like Hey, that's how Muslims do it? All right, uh, we're going to throw superheroes in here and just upset the whole balance. Yeah. It felt so disrespectful because, like, I could imagine, like, how – it was like my Uncle Lenny's funeral. (laughs) Yes. When the magicians were talking about how – like, the whole service was about how my Uncle Lenny loved Jesus – and Jesus is great. And then these guys are just like, we don't know if there's a heaven or hell out there. Lenny might be right here with us. He could be a ghost floating around. I feel the presence of that. I felt like there was going to be a fight at the funeral. That's and what that's I felt the like. moment it I pulled out my so, popcorn. That felt so disrespectful to me. Like, it just, like, there was no reason for Wolverine to walk in there and go, Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> I know. Because that's how I imagine he said it. And, well, no, he said he said it with per- perfect pronunciation. And he's like, where'd you pick it up, Matador? And he's like, like, that was it. We've never encountered that he ever dealt any, like, he just knows Muslim all, ma- ma- like, wh- where's that story? He picked it up in Madripoor, not Matador. <laughs> Matador is the bullfighter in Spain. What did I say? 
You said Matador. It's Madripoor. Oh, Metapore. That's what I meant. Metapore. That's how I pronounce it. You know what? Close enough. I sure. Don't, listen, the place doesn't really exist. It's a fake island somewhere in the Philippines. I, I really. Oh my god! In all my years of comicness, this is I the don't episode know where, where it we is. get officially canceled. I don't know where it is. It's somewhere. It's on a map and a place. Listen, I think Australia is like right next to us. And when I was in California, I was waving out there in Oceanside. I was on this dock and I was waving and I called Missy. I was like, do you see me waving? I'm waving. It's according to my map. I'm straight from you. Do you have binoculars? I'm trying to like zoom in on my phone to see if I could see oh anything. No. Hans explained to me it was like thousands and thousands of miles away. Yeah. Like there's literally an ocean between you. Yes, and that's why I thought I could see the other side. It's not like a small lake. The planet is very large. I don't know this. I've never been this space. <laughs> Listen, I thought a ma- I thought like <laughs> New York was big. And then when I drive to California, you find out like Wow, New York's real small. Oh, yeah. And then you drive through fucking Wyoming, and you're like, oh, my God. I've never <sighs> seen so much brown dust in all my life. So did you did you feel the same way with Mark Wade? Like, yes. This, uh, like, white it man It just felt in? like a constant, like, interruption of guest stars. Every time a new character entered a panel, all I could think of was, like, the Seinfeld baseline, basically. Like, how this would play out on a TV show. And none of the stories were about how Kamala was great. It was always about how they were great Yeah, with Kamala. Like, Kamala made them great. Like, yes. She wasn't great on her own. She just made other people great. She was a great supporting character, and I really dislike that. And it's also just the erasure of, like, her as a person. Yeah. Of her just being Kamala Khan, teenager, who also happens to have superpowers. Like, she was a whole-ass person before. So, like I said, the first half, I, I, I cried. I thought that was great. Like, I was learning. I was like, man, I'm really, this is really educational. I kind of, I don't, I'm not glad Kamala's dead, but I'm like, you know, I, I, I wish. It felt seem, fitting. Yeah, it, 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 I felt like I was in that world, and I was told, and it just, it just was weird. Oh, it was completely, yeah, the two parts of the book were completely disjointed. Yes, they happened at the same place, but, like, it did not feel like in the same reality or even universe. Let's talk about the dream universe. How about that? With Night Terrors. So, Night Terrors, number one, it's officially kicked off. We had the prelude book with First Blood, and now we're full-blown the first issue. What'd you think? We, we learned that uh, Dead, Dead Man's controlling Batman, and he's learning a lot about Insomnia, and Correct. how he's working, and how he's trying to find this gem, and it's hidden in different bodies, but he's got to fight Dead Man. Dead Man's like the only person awake. And we it's find Dead out- Man, Zatanna, and Robot Man. Everybody else in, in the DC world is asleep at this point. Yeah, so it's really, I, I'm really enjoying these little mini stories. I think uh, Green Lantern's probably one of those hidden gems. I'm like, man, this is really good, but I feel like it's not going to live up to, like, the second issue is just going to flop. Like, it's a great setup, but the execution falls flat. Because I don't know where else they can go. Hal already talked about, like, how he's, the, the insomnia has to keep on putting him under. Because he keeps on breaking out, his will is too strong. Which he's a Green Lantern makes sense. He's dealt with fear all his life. Which that's another. It's that's a whole other issue I have with these books. Is I feel like every one of these characters has dealt with this fear before, and why is this time different? 
other than they're sleeping. And they can't wake up. You know, it's just they're they're trapped. They... How did you like the the reference to Lazarus rain, the Lazarus planet? That's the whole reason this thing is happening. Oh yeah, got the powers from the Lazarus planet, and. It was one of those events. I was like, man, I wonder what they're going to go with this. And now, apparently, Lazarus Plant's going to be important. Yep. Because that's how Insomnia got his powers. Yep. That was that was like, oh, okay, we're doing that. <laughs> got it. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. It, it, that's that's really about, like, it's fun. Like, oh, it's important, the Lazarus Plant. But did you do this whole rain event so that way you could create some new characters? Like, that's how City Boy got his powers. Yeah. That's how uh, Samia got his powers. Like, w- different characters. Like, that was like, oh, it was kind of, it's very similar to Marvel when they did the ter- Terrigan Mist. That's how Miss Marvel got her powers, was <laughs> the uh, Terrigan Mist came through. And if you had some inhuman blood in you, you'd get powers. Hmm. And so it goes to the city, and all these people start getting superpowers. So Yeah. I, yeah, that seems very similar. But I don't know. I just feel like Barry, like the Flash is stuck in a dream of like Wally West got shot and he was too slow to stop it. So he was trying to go back in time to fix it. I'm like, Perry, you've been through this before. Like, I feel like I've read this issue before in Batman. He's yeah. always afraid. Like, I just feel like they've dealt with this before. Why is it such a big deal? Yeah. I will say I'm glad that I read Shazam because it's, if, to me, it feels like it's the similar concept as the Flash because uh, Mary Marvel's just trapped in the dream and she's just watching all of her brothers and sisters get murdered by her brother, the kid Shazam, who transforms into an adult. So I guess the question is, since it's early in this, it could be anybody. Where is the soul gem, the dream gem, what they're looking for? Who has it? Let's give her predictions out. See if we can, we can get it right. Detective Chimp. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> We're going to have to find out this week because I have no idea how Detective Chimp plays into this story at all, but he does. Yeah, because he said it could be in anyone's dream. Now, if we want to break it down, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, that would be my obvious choice. Yes. They would and be, we, so they can't be in their dreams. Yes. However, we've only gotten a story from Batman so far. We haven't gotten one from Superman, right? No, that comes out next week. We'll talk a- about... And uh, so does Diana's as yep. well. So I, I'm expecting... But that's what he's looking for. He's in dreams. And what I like... So we explained it on the rundown. You read the books last week first and then start with Dark Knight's number one first this week and then read whatever because... He does this cool thing of like, oh, I'm going to hop into some more souls, see if I can find them, because he hasn't found them yet, or mm-hmm. the clues is, aren't there yet, he's still trying to find them. Yeah. So it's still anyone's game. That's why we've met a lot of people. Yes. Who could it be? I want I want an answer. I want, g- give me a couple of names. Give me, give me some names. I think it might be fun if they did Harley. And I'm also just wondering, given her mental health previously... If, you know, having some sort of portion in her brain where she can lock that knowledge that maybe she has the stone away. What's very interesting, because my guess, I think it's in Batman. That's why Dead Man is so protective of Batman. And yours makes sense because, I mean, if it's in Harley Quinn, Batman and Harley Quinn have a good history. Mm-hmm. They he would, he would be the best person to help Harley. Yeah. I, so I don't know. My my guess is Batman. I I think it, he's in bat. It, it's in Batman. Wait, I have a thought. Okay. So uh, Harley screws up the DCU. Also came out this week. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
what if what if this what if we're getting this version of Harley from that and then she's crashing into, <laughs> into this event? Sorry, I just made myself laugh a lot. Cause she's just like time traveling. Oh yeah, I gotta go get Starro too. What's the big idea? And she's like interrupting fucking Bruce Wayne getting his parent like getting in the way of Joe Cool. <laughs> like she literally stopped Bruce Wayne's parents from getting murdered. I like a Har- Harley Quinn's a good answer. Like, I'm still sticking with Batman. And, yeah, because both of ours are very similar. So if you look at the list of everyone who's there, there's a couple of night terrors that don't make sense. Dark Knight Jokers. What? Why is the Joker getting one? Yeah. Why is Punchline? getting one it's almost like it's unless it's connected to harley like yeah punchline's a replacement of harley Mm -hmm. and joker and harley obviously Mm -hmm. and then batman and poison ivy i'm still sticking with batman but uh, it's a good guess we'll find out yeah i'm excited to find out i mean we don't have much uh is is this the last week of of uh night terrors or do we have two more weeks oh this is going for like the next month Oh, okay. Because don't forget, we have issue twos of all the episodes, and there's uh, this many issues of uh, Night Terrors. Oh God, okay, that's five. So it's going on. That's why I said like it's going on for a while. Let's make hypotheses. Let's make this fun. Yeah, why not? Like if you're reading it, or if you're well, we are the ones reading it, and I understand that maybe not everybody can, so we can, so we do. What's the buy? What's the not buy this week? Like, what's the one that I got so much money to buy one comic? What am I buying? The Flash and Mary Marvel are interchangeable at this point. I I, I would feel the same. So unless you love the Flash, it's it's not a good one for you. Yeah, just to pick up, going, oh, this is fun. Yeah. Shazam was more expensive than the book that I actually preferred, which was Zatanna's. How and and, and how she, she was up able? With Robot Man, right? She did team up no. with Robot Man from Doom Patrol. And I saw that something special happens. Like I, I saw in the um. Oh, you did read it? it? It no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have a chance to read it. I want to. I wasn't going to until I saw Robot Man was in there. I go, oh, I do want to read that. And then I read a thing about something about the Rust Man, a Rust, the Rustbringer. Yeah, the, he's going to become the Rustbringer, and I was like, "That's yeah." What is that? I need to read that. So yeah. For me, I, that that's the fact that you're giving that praise. I'm like, all right. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I just thought it was awesome that Zatanna, at the time, at the exact moment that insomnia was causing everybody to fall into this dream state, that she cast a charm of some sort so that she was able to stay awake. So it's literally just her robot man, and then Bet- and, and, and yeah. And that's it. Like, the, this is the only people on the planet who, who can do anything actionable. So literally all of our heroes are asleep and vulnerable in this dream state and also in, in, in the waking world. So they're trying to venture to where Diana's being held, which leads into her book coming out this week. But they get cut off by the queen of this whole of shebang. Minis- of Ministera? Or of the whole event of the whole event so you're saying it's an important book almost yeah yes because zatan is the only one awake did we keep it yes oh great <laughs> i, I want to read this good see, see that's what i want to know i want to know these secret gems because green because everything i was reading flash it's okay if you love the flash green lantern was kind of interesting yeah but you got you gotta love green lantern and then this nestor story was weak it, it for a man who, who who devoured himself as the man of fear to be trapped in nightmares kind of seems stupid. I was like, nah, this is, you got to do better than that. So I, I just, 
I, I didn't know this week. I was just like, man, I, I think Harley Quinn from last week is still a lot better than any of these. Or no, Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy was really That's good, though. Po- Poison Ivy, Poison Ivy was really was good. So good. Yeah. And then it was just great because in Zatanna, she basically was like, I need help. I'm, I, I need help. There has to be somebody who can help me. So she casts a spell, and then Robot Man literally just drops out of the sky and it just goes, what the fuck? The appropriate response. Just got done watching Secret Invasion. Beloved, it is. it was a half-hour episode. It, yes. it started with Nick Fury talking to his wife and asking her all kinds of questions. We learned how they got together. It kind of shifted. Like, I know it was only a half-hour episode, but it really shifted in the gear of action. Oh, yeah. Suspense. So like, much happened. stuff happens. Like, once we find out. So Rogue much is- happened in this one episode that I think has happened in all of the episodes combined so far. I'm upset at this episode because I asked you a question last week. Mm-hmm. How long can we go without how, – how, how many episodes are we going to have the Ben Mendelsohn, Nick Fury talking together conversation? Yeah. So I got my answer. Yeah, you did. Were you expecting it? No. Was not expecting it. I am shocked. I was shook. Um, the episode starts with uh, what? What's her face? Gaia. With Gaia, I, all I see is her uh, daring a stormbreaker. Yeah, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. And I'm like, why yeah. is your hair this color? And why are you wearing clothes? Like that's all she is. In Game uh, of Thrones. Yeah. So I, I was just very, very thrown off, and like I, we didn't talk about it last episode when she got shot. Yeah, because we were both like... I, I was just like, how are you going to kill the, just the Queen of Dragons? Like, she came on to do two episodes and and, bla- and they just blasted her out of here? Like, it come on. It doesn't make any sense. So, that's why we didn't mention it, because we were skeptical before it even happened. <laughs> and then the episode starts, and she just pops right up going, oh, let's start. And then she goes and talks to her dad, Ben, ben Mendelsohn, and like... They have this really nice heart-to-heart. She is a wanted fugitive, correct? Yes. All the scrolls will now see her and go, oh, she's the mole, the the traitor. ones, yes. She is a scroll, correct? Yes, correct. Why is she not changing herself into looking like anybody else? Changing her hair color? Like, she's a scroll, like... They can body shape. Like, why is she not body shaping? Like, why? I know it's because she's the actress, but from a... You know, story standpoint story doesn't standpoint. make any damn sense. She's sitting in a park with Ben, and you know, like, like if people, somebody saw them, if there's a secret together, invasion, yeah, there's a hundred million scrolls on this planet, apparently, or whatever number there are of yeah. scrolls. Like, no one's gonna be like, oh, there she is. Oh, I'm glad she's okay. I mean, maybe they do, but they're part of the secret invasion. They're gonna be like, hey, she's alive. So I, I got really upset that they didn't change. The, uh, or give her any sort of a disguise. Yeah. Even just a short little, like... Like, I was trying to see if she gave herself a scar, like, maybe gave herself more freckles. Like, because she's, like... Turned scroll. herself into a man. The I don't know. The whole point of scrolls is they shapeshift. And if they don't shapeshift, then what the, why are they... Why is it scary? Yeah, why Why can they only shapeshift into one person? That's not how scrolls work. They can shapeshift at a moment's notice. That's why, like... You don't know who's a scroll because you could leave the room and then come back as somebody else and be like, hey, man, what's up? Man, that, that girl is crazy out there. It's me. I did get confirmation of my own theory last week that Rhodey is also a scroll. So super excited. Yeah. Glad that someone on the Avengers is a scroll. Question is, when did it happen? Yes. 
Did it just happen last at, at the beginning of the episode, or was it after the blip? Like, was it way before during the blip? Was no. it during Iron Man two? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a there's some fan theories about like how Iron Man two or what if it really happened work. during Iron Man one? <laughs> since it was, oh my god, yeah, Terrence Howard doesn't look yeah. like he, oh see that would be that would be great I. <laughs> Give me that. Yes. <laughs> oh. Man, Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. Wouldn't it be cool if he like pops out of, of the thing being like, hey, guys, how could you not know? And they're like, well, they had special powers. He was manipulating <laughs> us. And they bring back Tyrants. Marvel, Howard. write that down. Write that down. <laughs> Marvel's going to love that one. So I guess the whole question is, is whether or not Nick Fury's wife really loves him and she's going to kill him because that's what she's been ordered to do. Yeah. Yeah. Did you think she was going to kill him or he no. was going to kill her? No. Really? No. I did. I thought Nick was going to kill her. I thought maybe she would try it. And then I I figured that if if they were to pull guns on each other, I would have figured Nick Fury would have won that fight. But he really loves his wife. Yeah, but she's a traitor. It's she, like finding out if you're a communist for Russia. Find sure. out you've been a Russian spy this whole time. Like, yet. I, I I wouldn't know. What do I do? I, I I let's break. He knew she was a secret agent, and he thought he could turn her, and she did seem turned because she was good. And now when he left, she went bad. But he also voluntarily left for a yeah, long like, ass period. If of I time. left for like you know that many years, a after I've been, I actually died, comes back, and then I just limp off on you. I'm like, no, I'm gone. <laughs> like I, I I guess you'd be angry too. Like I yeah. guess I hate all humans. So I, I, don't, I, I thought would, yeah. when he made her tea that he had poisoned her tea or like done some kind of sedative thing to be like, hey, I got you. But I did it in the most peaceful way possible. Yeah, you're like, just going to fall asleep like now. You're just falling I? asleep because yeah. you're not going to kill me, mother. Hey, we're on our mission here. <laughs> I just want him to say like, mother. That's all I want Samuel Jackson to do in this series. Like, it's a Disney Plus original. It's Disney. Heard... It's not going to happen. But on Moon Knight, we heard so much language. Yeah, I guess. We've heard, like... I didn't finish Moon Knight, if that's not obvious. We we got, like, zero... La- There's zero language in this show. It's... If it wasn't for all the shooting and stuff, it would be, like, a G-rated show, because it's just... Mr. sits down a lot, sitting down a lot. <laughs> Like, he sits down and makes tea, and then even when he was buying, he's like, he, Nick Fury is He was, broken. like, sitting down, and then he stood up, and then he was to go sit down nine feet over there. <laughs> yeah, it was just him transitioning. It's it's really funny. <laughs> I know. I just, I'm really getting a blast out of watching it now because for that reason. Because Samuel fucking Jackson. Yeah, but I'm just like, have you ever seen the movie Red with Bruce Willis? No. Like, those are about, like, old people who have retired, but they're still gotten it. And I watched that movie, and I was amazed. I was like, wow. Action movies, I guess old people can do things. This is awesome. Because you see Bruce Willis, like, jumping out of buildings. And I know there's green screen involved. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's a movie. Like, make Samuel Jackson the super spy. Not just... There was a scene where they were being attacked by the scrolls. Yes. And he's just standing there. He pops out this mini bazooka gun. He's just standing there. Portable bazooka. Yeah, portable bazooka. He's just standing there, just firing it, and he's like, I need another one. No one's touching him. Oh, yeah, no one's near him at all. No one's like, hey, someone took down that bazooka. Who is it? Oh, it's them. Who shot down that helicopter? Where did that come from? Hmm. 
Where did that fireball of death come from? It wasn't from? like they were hiding behind rocks and stuff. They were literally right there. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson wasn't even, like, doing... He was doing, like, a shoulder, like, kneel and hide. And, and like, when he's going to rescue Jess's ex, I don't know, remember his name, the president's. Oh, yeah, Dermot Mulroney, yes. Yeah, when she's, he's, he's going to... Like, they've made this wall, like, they're going to protect the president. And I'm like, how is Samuel L. Jackson? He's just, like, hopping, carrying, and I'm like... I feel like he's carrying you. <laughs> and I'm like, these bullets are flying everywhere. Like, this doesn't make sense how he can walk the straight line and walk the straight line back. And be unharmed. Because we had, like, the Secret Service were not that really, they were not that great. There was one guy in a cast. Oh, yeah, one guy in a broken fucking arm. You know, he's easier, might be going to war, but don't worry. He's got one hand that's He good. was like, he told him to open the door, and I was like, sir, he only has one arm. With what? And you're on the other side. You're blocking the handle. I'm just like, I've watched so many, like, Secret Service movies, and, like, I think that was the plot of, like, White House Down or something, is he got shot on the job, and even though his bullet wound was healing, he had to, like, stand on the sidelines and then the president gets captured. He's like, no, I gotta go back in the action. Like, I was like, why yeah. is there a man with the cast? The only thing I could think, and I was like, I wonder if this was filmed during COVID and the guy actually broke his arm and they're like, well, there's no one else to replace him. We'll just put a cast on him. <laughs> so I just wonder if it's broken real life and they were just like, roll oh. with it. They, yeah, they were like, why is this guy wearing a cast as a protection? Like, of wouldn't you think that they would have given him like some paid time off or something how is he gonna protect the president how he's already how casted. is he gonna pull a gun out if it's on the other side of his hip secret he's got the gun always hosted in the little sling so he's always gonna fire <laughs> he's left. got that little pea shooter that's why he could always like take out people who's taking people left and he's like it, it's actually all a ruse he doesn't actually have a broken arm at all it was just, it was very good. I love, like, this is my favorite episode by far. Oh, yeah. But that's not saying a lot. <laughs> We're being very critical of the show, as we should be. But it's just because... We're paying money for the watch this show. We, yes, we are paying money to watch the show. But also, we have seen what Marvel can do. And we just are just holding everything to a higher caliber, I guess. I always had this rule, like, when I made my Marvel list, like... My Marvel lists don't reflect my actual list because the Marvel movies would just take over my top ten lists. Yeah. And that's how I've always felt. So I'm like, I'll I'll throw one Marvel movie in, and then that you can kind of throw every Marvel movie on bottom of that. And it really does feel like they have called it in, doesn't know what he's Kevin Feige's doing anymore. Which I'm reading the old comics again on the Marvel Unlimited app. Mm Mm-hmm. And I have gotten to, like, the Heroes Rebirth and doing those stories. All those Heroes Rebirth stories, when they did the whole new number ones over again. Yeah. Those are all the stories we've been kind of been getting from the Marvel movies. They're almost... Identical? Almost identical. Like, kind of the same feelings and what they're trying to do and the, the overall feel. Mm-hmm. Without the Fantastic Four, which the Fantastic Four should be there. Yeah. Honestly. But... It just feels like this is being called, like, he doesn't know what he's doing anymore. He's just calling it in because he's like, I, I gave everything in the end game. Like, I got nothing left, so yeah. I'm just going to. Or maybe Kevin Feige needs a break. Like, let someone else take over. 
run some ideas by? Because all ideas start and stop with him. Yep. And so, which we saw in She-Hulk. Like, that She-Hulk scene when they yeah. were, when she was talking to Kevin. Yep. Really makes a lot more sense now. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you are just putting characters in, having AI write this script, and here we go. Yeah. So, no wonder why Bob Iger's like, why do writers need to be paid more? This machine's doing it just as well, and people are buying it regardless. So are we just part of the problem? Yes. That makes me sad. <laughs> I don't want to be. I want to be part of the solution. If we if we go go back to maybe talking about the love part, because I really did think Nick was going to kill her, and all this whole time I've been just really questioning what love is. Because mm-hmm. uh, we've been watching the old episodes of Boy Meets World mm-hmm. and Corey and Topanga, and I'm like, well, that kind of defined what love was. And then we're watching Power Rangers. Yeah. The villain of Wild Force is like the like Master Orc is the villain because he loved this woman who didn't love him back. And I'm like, there's a theme to my whole life. Like maybe I wasn't allowed to watch Wild Force growing up. So I'm like, maybe if we're going to watch this, I could have learned what love was and not just like when I feel this feeling for someone, they also have to have this feeling because... Why would they you owe pe- it to me. Why would two people have the same... Why would I have a feeling and she not have a feeling mm-hmm. for me? It, she has to like me. That's how magnets work. Mm. So I just think of like how many like friendships I ruined. Like We could have been great friends, but I was like, oh, I love them because I feel something. I should have just stuck as friends. Yes. But I have one question for Power Rangers Dr. Adler. Bro, did you even date? Like, did you just... Have no. more than a conversation with Cole's mommy, but I, and then we're just like, "I'm gonna propose to her. We'll be together forever." Like, did you ever talk to her outside of this? Like, what the fuck? I, what work did you do? I feel like Master Orc though, because when I was in after I graduated high school, I really liked this girl, and I was like, "Man, I have feelings for her. We would hang out, but I wouldn't tell her how I feel because I was like." She's going to realize how we feel. And she's like, we're just really good friends. He's great. He's <laughs> funny. We're just having fun. He plays guitar. Good job. So, like, once I was like, I love you. And she was like, oh, no. What happened? <laughs> this isn't what I wanted. I just wanted to be friends. Yeah. Oh, what do I do? Like, if I would have watched this episode, I would have been like, oh, this is what love is. So, during Secret Invasion, I'm thinking the same thing. Like, mm. Well, if she betrays him, but she really loves him, how can they kill each other? Maybe that's the test, and I just have questions about love. Are you enjoying Wild Force? Yeah. You like the Rangers, all of them? Yeah. Which ones don't you like? (laughs) Look, I'm very critical of Red Rangers, you know this. Okay, you don't like this Red Ranger? I I don't know. I I I think his storyline is good. I just think the actor, not so great. Well, you know, if you would watch the seasons earlier, we could have actually visited him. What do you mean? Well, he was serving in prison for a little bit because he murdered somebody. You what? Yes, I've been waiting to tell you on this moment. Are you fucking kidding me? No, he's the guy. He's that's the guy. him. That's, so that's him. The whole time. The whole time, that's him. Listen, guys, we had a sit-down chat because I knew that there was one ranger who, like, murdered somebody. It was all over the news. Everyone's like, this is the guy who killed. And then I wasn't allowed to watch it because it's dealing with spirits and being in a religious household, not allowed to deal yeah, with, yeah, yeah. with spirits. So I, I I, didn't watch it. I was like, oh, he's a murderer. But everyone was like, he's the murderer. No, And I had... 
you don't want you want me to you want you want everyone to go into everything as a purist. I do, and that is what you did f- to me for me. Time will tell. I I knew, and I once you tell me something like I can't certain things I cannot let go of, especially like a Power Ranger is a murderer, or like somebody, or one Pink Ranger gets cancer and has to leave the show. Like I'm just locked onto it now. I'm just that's all I'm thinking about. So this is what I've been thinking, and I was like, okay, Brian, you have to tell me. You have to tell me when we get to the season of the murdering Power Ranger. And you were like, okay, what exactly do you, do you want me to tell you? Like when we're on the season, what, like after, after we watch the whole thing, like what, what exactly are your rules? And I just was like, cause you start asking me questions. You were like, uh, I think it was a couple of, a couple of them uh, back with the fake Billy Zane. Uh, <laughs> yes. You were like, is he the one? Like you've been asking me every season. Yeah. And I'm I like, have. I'll tell you when it happens. And I wanted you to get to a certain point. To watch the Forever Red episode, which features all the Red Rangers, because it's one of my favorite episodes. So good. Watch it not knowing he's a murderer, because that's the way I watched it. Yeah. And then you rewatch it knowing that he has done all these things. And it's really interesting because you got you got this you got the three Red Rangers who are in a little bit of trouble of their own. Like each one of his Yeah. The original Red Ranger is dealing with some legal troubles. Whether he's guilty or not, we've talked about it. Yes. I love the guy, so I'm. I want to. You're biased. I, I'm biased. I, I I believe what he tells me. That's what he says. Yeah. You know, Jason David Frank. What happened to him? Yeah. So it's just it was kind of really special to watch. And if you were like, because Cole is like the, the the hero of that episode. They're like, you're the new guy, and he's like, yeah, yeah. You're just new- as good as Tommy Oliver, because Tommy Oliver is the best Red Ranger that ever was. We voted on it at last week's meeting. I just want I I. I at the like, Brotherhood of Red Rangers. This made me remember like why I wanted to watch Power Rangers all the time of the fact that some of these Rangers would appear again. They're just one episode, like Adam comes back and they yeah. introduce certain Rangers again. And I kind of want Boom to write a comic or maybe we should propose a comic to them of like what happened after they were no longer Rangers. Like maybe, like Andros was searching through the galaxy. They were trying to find who was the Sirpateras. Yep. The King Mondo's universe. Mm-hmm. Like he went on this whole adventure. We never saw that. Nope. Like what if he was like teaming up with different Rangers? Like, hey guys, we're not saving the world anymore. Could you, you want to hang out with me? And they're like, yeah, let's go have an adventure. Like I want to write like the Power Ranger adventures. Yeah. Of like just taking different Rangers and being like, let's let's hang out, let's do things, get all these Power Rangers together in like one big special. Like we did Forever Red, but what about Forever Pink and Forever Blue and Black and Yellow, yellow and Green and maybe even Silver? You could do Silver White. <sighs> Don't get me started on that. <laughs> Look, I, just, I know, I know that uh, Ash. Oh, what is the hell is her name? Allison, Alyssa, Alyssa. Who, Grandma? No, no, not um the White Ranger, quote unquote. Oh, Alyssa. With elements of pink, even though she is transported into scenes and her light is fucking pink. Yes, but she is a White Ranger. Like you get your gems, like they give, like there, there's there's something called the Morphing Grid, and the Morphing Grid, you like you can't have the same Red Ranger. Can't have multiple Red Rangers in the more yeah. at the same time because you'll break the of the same Red Ranger. Yeah. So that's why, like, even though um, Tommy could morph into the Red Zeo, the Red Turbo Ranger. Yes. 
he couldn't be morphed as Red Turbo Ranger the same time that TJ is the Red Turbo right. Ranger. I guess is they're all unique. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's all so it's all, this whole morphing grid. People have charts and stuff, and they have like so. There's a few exceptions. Like there's some teals that sneak in there. They're like that's not really blue, and in the and so okay, the <laughs> the teal ranger. Yeah, there, there's listen. They get some weird colors in there. All right, and and so I think you should just be happy that. For the first time ever, there has been a female White Ranger. And yes, she's got hints of pink, but she is considered a White Ranger. I know. And you should be happy about that. White Ranger status is pretty cool. And not only that, she's a minority. Yeah, and she's got a white tiger. Like those are like, yeah, the, the white tiger's cool. Oh yeah, can we talk about the Zords for a second this season? Oh, so like I said, I've never seen this. Oh, dude, I'm so happy the Zords. Oh, I get, you know what, I get, once you told me your gripe about how all the Zords were so expensive and how you had to have each individual one, but that's because they did each individual things and they were so fucking cool. Yeah, oh. once I got it, I was like, man, I was just fool not to pick it up at the time. Like, yeah. I should have been picking up these Wild Force Zords. Yo. Like, they are so cool. That armadillo zord oh my god it makes me so happy every time he shows up he's just purple and every time you shoot him at anybody like he's just curls up in a little ball and you just shoot him at people and they explode a little bit like what a great time <laughs> it makes yeah. me happy i really like the bears oh yes with the they have a right to bear arms <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep making that joke as long as I live I about just, this I, season. I, I love it. I think it's a great, uh, like, I, I really like the Zords this season. I think these are my, of all the Zords, I think Wild Forest might oh, be my favorite absolutely. of the Zords. Like, I love, my, my favorite Zord of all time is the White Falcon Zord. Yes. Like, I have certain Zords that are ranked out of others, but, like, all together as a Zord, this one here is probably in my top five. Yeah. Some of them I can't talk about because we haven't seen that in season. Yes. Thank you. Like the Zeo Ranger Zord is up there. I love that Zord. Yeah. Oh, because it's Zeo. Zeo is oh, chef's kiss. Yeah. You, you've been asking me, and maybe we should be proposing the question to you guys. Because I know so much about Power Rangers, and I love Power Rangers. Would you guys like to see separate videos of me breaking down, like, my favorite seasons and or what the best seasons are, what the best ranking of your red rangers. Yeah, ranking of rangers, ranking of zords, ranking of supporting allies, of villains. Yeah, like, villains would be all the ultimate villains so, list. Yeah, I, I was thinking Ooh. of like th this could be really fun, but I, I just don't know if anyone's interested. Like, I don't think anyone likes Power Rangers until like I'm in these Power Ranger groups and I like message like. Yeah, this is cool. Here's my collection. They're like, whoa. And I'm like, oh, I guess it is cool. Yeah. I just think, like, I don't know. I just love Power Rangers. I feel like I don't deserve to love Power Rangers. <laughs> like, there's other people who love it more, and I'm just, I, I, do, I can't just accept that I love it. Like, I'm just, like, I'm not that. I, you're not an expert I'm in your eyes. not worthy. Yeah, you're, you're not an expert. You don't think you're an expert, but my dude, you are an expert. So with that, we'll be back next week to finish up the penultimate episode of Secret Invasion. Yeah. And we'll see how that goes. Who knows? I hope you guys have a wonderful week. We will catch you guys next week. Have fun. Pie, everybody, pie.